I trust at the end of every day we're singing praises to him when the sun goes down. That, that song took me back to holidays a couple of weeks or so ago. We, we, did, we had the joy because um, whenever we were our hotel room was situated, um, just in the wee balcony, uh, you could just look across the sea every morning and see the sunrise. You can actually have a great experience, just see it not there, then just gradually rising and blood red, absolutely glorious. I had a great, creative, wonderful idea that I was going to film it and then say those words, the sun comes up and get through it while it was rising. But Technico and me just don't go at all together. And I could say those that are with me were no help at all, but I'm not even going to say that whatsoever. But it just reminded me hey, what a glorious opportunity. Every day the sun rises, what an opportunity we get to sing and praise his glorious name. Amen. Amen. Anyway, I'm going to read Psalm 1, which was our reading on Friday. Blessed is the one, I'm reading from NIV today, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. You know, we're starting in our live groups this week, a six-week series called The Blessed Life, uh, from Robert Morris, and encourage if you've never been to a live group, get in touch with a live, get connected to a live group. There's a connection point at the end, you'll be able to do that. The blessed life, and I've titled this the best life because the blessed life is the best life. That's the reality. God wants us to have the best life, God's heart is for us to have the best life. Jesus said the thief comes to steal. I've come that you might have life in all its fullness. That's the heart of God. God wants us to live blessed. He wants us to live the blessed life. So the next two months on a Sunday, September, October, blessed is our theme. Our theme is blessed. You maybe noticed we sang songs about blessed. Blessed is our theme. And as uh, that doesn't mean to say that blessed life, the best life means that nothing bad ever happens. Bad things happen to good people. Jesus actually, in one of his less quoted promises in John chapter 16 and 33 says, in the world you're going to have trouble, you're going to have tribulation, you're going to have pain, you're going to have sorrow. But they'd say, be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. And listen, even in difficult times, you can still have the favor, the blessing, the grace and mercy of God on your life. God wants us to have not life and all but rich and satisfying life. I really believe that. If you read the Bible, you can't get away from the fact that God wants to bless his people. Genesis chapter 1, when God was created everything, and then mankind, it says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. I could make a comment there, but 
I'll leave it at that. He created them male and female. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish of the, in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. I, you govern over them. These wee creatures that run about and scurry and you don't like, they shouldn't be can they dictate to you. You should be dictating to them, okay? Anyway, believe that. But the right is, the first thing God did when he created mankind was bless them. The first words he spoke over mankind were blessing words. That's the first instance of God speaking to mankind, and it was blessing he spoke. You can't get away from the fact God's heart is to bless. We come into Ephesians 3, it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. God has blessed us. He wants to bless us spiritually. He has blessed us. And he wants to bless us in every area of our life. I'm convinced God wants to bless us. Our Heavenly Father, his heart is to bless his children. You know, in my younger days, through no one's fault but my own, but even as a young Christian and growing up, my mindset, my thinking was that God was there as a judge to punish me every time I did something wrong. Now, that was no one else's fault, and it was nothing to do with any upbringing I had, but my mindset was warped, and it was that every time I'd done something wrong, God was there with a big stick to punish me, to beat me, to get, uh, to get me into trouble. That was my mindset of God. Now, the reality is God is the judge of all the earth. God is to be revered, is to be respected, is to be awed. He's not to be taken lightly. But the reality is I grew and grew more to the place of realizing God's heart, even though he is judge of all the earth, even though he's Lord, even though he's ruler, but his heart is to bless his people. His heart is for me. The, the psalmist says, surely goodness and mercy have followed me all the days of my life. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You're preparing goodness for me. Your heart is goodness. It's kind. It's to do good for me. That's the heart of God. He wants to bless you. Today, you maybe have a mindset, oh, God doesn't want to, doesn't want to bless me. I want to tell you, he does. God wants to bless you. God's heart is for you. God is not against you. God is for you. God wants to bless you. He loves you and he wants to bless you as much as he can. There is a danger of the flip side, however, that we think we can do anything, say anything, do anything, and we get God's blessing on our life. We can move to the, the, the other side and say, well, God will bless me anyhow. We can sing songs like, bless beyond all measure, like the first song today. But we can sing it, but still be hindering God blessing our lives. See, the first point today is there's barriers to living blessed. The psalm starts with the word blessed. The psalms start with blessed. I know some versions say what delight or what joy, but just a bit, the vast majority say blessed, and one even says how blessed is a person, how blessed, blessed. God's heart blessing over you. But it brings a cautionary note here. Blessed is the one is a great start to the Psalms. Blessed is the one, but you have to connect it to who does not. Blessed is the one who does not. I.e., there is stuff that you do which means you don't receive blessing. Blessed is the one who does not. In this context, walk in step with wicked, stand with sinners, sit in the company of mockers. I.e., you need to be very, very careful of the company you keep. 
because not only does bad company corrupt good character, but it hinders God's blessing in your life. Blessed is the one who does not mix with those people that he shouldn't be mixing with. Don't go where godless people go. Don't do what godless people are doing. Their attitude, their mindset, their desires, their goals are not in line with the goodness or the godliness of our values. Don't act in ways that are contrary to God's word. Don't live by the world's standards. Romans 12 and 1 says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't think you can think the way the world thinks, do the way things the world does, and say, God, I've got your blessing in my life. The psalmist says, blessed is the one who does not. So there's things we need to not do to get blessed in our life. If you're saying yes to what God is saying no to, then you won't get God's blessing on that. If you're going against what God's word says, if you're living life, if you're doing things like it's drunkenness or uh, immoral relationships or dishonesty or slaying a thief, and you can't say, God bless me. Now, God might be merciful, but you're not getting the blessing of God on your life because blessed is the one who does not. God still loves you. God still wants to bless you. God's not hindering the blessing, but God says, blessed is the one who does not those things. If you don't do what you're not supposed to, you can get God's blessing. But if you're living in a way which is not in accordance with God's word, tell you what, you're missing out on the blessing of God in your life. I know you don't like it, but it's the truth. I'm called to tell you the truth this morning. Blessed is the one who does not. Don't keep, you can sing as many songs as you like about God blessing you. But if you're not living in accordance to God's word, I'm telling you what, you're missing out on the blessing of God in your life. There's barriers for living blessed. But the psalmist is going to say, basis for living blessed. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on it day and night. Now here, just let me put a caution in here. That doesn't mean to say you have to stick yourself in a room and read the Bible 24-7 every day of the week, Okay. We've met some of those people who do those kind of things, and you don't, you're not blessed if you're in the company. Okay, I'm not saying that's a bad thing to do. I'm just saying we've been there with people. Listen, that's not the psalmist mean. But what he's saying, do you know what? But your word's the most important book of my life. Your word, Lord God, is above all else. And my desire is to live out what your word says. It's not from a legalistic textbook perspective, but because it's a life-giving, inspiring, directional, promise-filled book of every area of my, for every area of my life. It's a revelation of you. The word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. It's a revelation of Jesus Christ. It's a revelation of the Father's heart. And Lord God, your book is greater than any other book. There might be some great books out there, and there's nothing wrong in reading books. But if any book's taking you away from the book, I want to tell you, you're missing out on the greatest book in the world, the book. I want to know you more, is what we should be saying. Lord, I want to hear you speak to me more. I want to know what you want me to do. I want to honor you. I want to please you. I want to express my love for you. And I want to get a hunger for your word because in all the books in all the world and every place, there's one book which is above every book and it's the word of God and it's a life-giving word and it's still the best seller every year. And there's a reason it's the best seller every year because it's the most powerful book in the world. It's the most powerful, life-giving, life-changing, transformational book you'll ever read. And I want to tell you, it's the most blessed-filled book you will ever read. And if you want blessing in your life, you need to read the Word of God. You need to hunger after the Word of God. You need to meditate in the Word of God. You need to live the Word of God. 
It's a word that brings life and blessing. No, part of our readings this month will be Psalm 119. It's not in the one day. Okay, thankfully. But you know, being blessed comes from delighting in God's word. And Psalm 19 is a psalm in honor of God's word. I'm just giving you some snippets. That doesn't mean say you don't read this. Do you know what I mean? And the reason we give you Bible readings is to give you a tool so that you can get into the Word of God and be blessed. Psalm 119, verse 25 says, Revive me by your word. Verse 28, Encourage me by your word. Verse 42, I trust your word. Verse 43, Your regulations are my only hope. Verse 45, I will walk in freedom, for I have devoted myself to your commands. Verse 47, how I delight in your commands, how I love them. Verse 50, your promise revives me. Verse 59, I ponder the direction of my life and I turn to follow your laws. Verse 61, evil people try to drag me into sin, but I am firmly anchored to your instructions. Somebody needs to hear that this morning. Temptations are coming, people try to drag you away from things, but I want to tell you, the psalmist says, even people try to drag me into sin, but I didn't go. Do you know why? Because I'm firmly anchored to your instruction, to your word. Because I live in your word. I'm anchored in your word. I know your word. I obey your, I obey your word. I stay blessed because of your word. And it doesn't matter what people are trying to drag me away. I'm anchored in your word. And they can try as much as they can, but they're not going to drag me away because I'm anchored in the word of God and living in the word of God. Come on. Somebody needs to give thanks to God and hear that this morning. 74, I've put my hope in your word. 105, one of the most famous ones. Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. I don't know what to do in my life. You know what? See, if you read the word, God will give you a light and direction for your life. Verse 130, the teaching of your word gives light. In a world full of darkness, there's a light in the word of God that can bring light into our world and through us. Verse 144, your laws are always right. No wonder the psalmist says, how I delight in your commands, how I love them. You know, in our context of being blessed and staying blessed, it's like if I honor you in my relationship by doing what is right according to your word, you will bless my relationship. If I honor you by doing what your word says about my finances, you will bless my finances. If I honor you with my speaking and speaking life and over people, you will bless my words and bring life to my words. If I honor, the word, honor those your word tells me to honor, even if I don't feel like honoring them, you know what? You will bring honor into my life because I do that. If I forgive people because you tell me I have to forgive people, even if I don't feel like it, I'll choose to forgive because you'll bring freedom into my life if I do what your word says. If I do what your word says, you'll bring freedom, you'll bring blessing, you'll bring life, you'll bring honor, you'll bring provision, you'll bring everything because God wants to bless us, but we restrict the blessing of God on our life. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the laws. No, there's an awful lot of laws in our world. Some of um, I like some I don't like. Any sign that says 30 mile an hour, I don't like that law. Okay, it's not a good law. And some when they get out to 20, it's just a nightmare. Okay. And that's why don't drive in a bus lane. That should be abolished completely, that one. Okay. I've been caught twice by driving in bus lanes. No more. It was once in Bradford. I, I nearly wrote to the Bradford Tourist Board, the Yorkshire Tourist Board, say this is no way, way to welcome visitors to your town by finding for a bus lane. But, but then... Then I felt that probably wasn't the best thing to do in case they double my fine or something like that. 
you know. But the rules and regulations we get in life are normally for other people's benefit. I don't, don't punch somebody in the face or you'll get arrested for assault. That's not for my benefit. That's for the person who may get punched in the face. It's restricting me in what I want to do at times. Now, I'm not looking at anything in particular. I better look up there. Okay. But, the, but there's a law that says if you assault somebody by doing that, you could get arrested for assault or whatever they call it these days. You know, laws, and most of the laws are okay. But most of the laws behind it is to stop other people being hurt and damaged. Or other people but not. Even the driving, you could cause an accident and damage somebody. They're restrictive in our lives for the benefit of other people's. Be know about God's laws? They're not to restrict us, they're to release us. Okay, the laws of the world are restrictive for the benefit of others. Be know what God says in his word? You are to according to my word. It's not to restrict you. It's to, to bring you into the blessed life, the best life, the most fullest life, the most uh, anointed life, the most fruitful life you could ever have. See, God's heart is not to restrict us. It's to release us into blessing. And sometimes if we're not living according to God's word, you know what? We're restricting the release of God's favor and blessing and grace on our life. Come on. We need to live according to God's word. Because point three is there's benefits of living blessed. There's benefits of living blessed. You may not want to live blessed, but I want to live blessed. I want to not just sing blessed. I want to live blessed. And yes, we have a measure of blessing, but I want more of the blessing of God in my life. I want to receive more of the blessing of life. Why would you not want the blessing of God in your life above any other blessing in life? This is what Proverbs 10.22 says. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. Now, that's not necessarily financially rich, but it's rich in your well-being, rich in soul, rich in spirit, rich in relationship. If you, the blessing of God makes a person rich, and he adds no sorrow with it. That's wonderful, isn't it? The blessed person, verse 3 of Psalm 1. The band can come up. That's a short preach. I better extend this point for another 10 minutes. A blessed person, the Bible says this, is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. How would you like to live like that? Whatever you do prospers. Whatever you do in church, out of church, at home. My football team needs to read that. This is what the Passion Translation says. He or she, that's the one who does not delight, who does not do, but does what God says. He or she will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life, he is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. How incredible is that? Standing firm because I'm rooted in God's word. When the winds blow, I'm not only standing firm, it says I'm flourishing. 
when the winds come to blow us, across, blow us down and hammers, we can, because we're rooted in God's Word, because we're focused on God's Word, we're dwelling in God's Word, we live out God's Word, when the wind comes to blow us down, all it does is cause us to flourish more and more and more, bearing fruits in every season of life, whatever that looks like, whether it's a season of age, sometimes we feel our age of blessing is past. Listen, just a word to those who are older. Psalm 92 says, The godly will flourish like palm trees and grow strong like cedars of Lebanon. They are transplanted, are planted in the Lord's house. They flourish in the courts of our God. Even in old days, they will still produce fruit. They will remain vital and green. Whatever season you're in age-wise, you can have the blessing of God in your life and you can be flourishing more than you've ever flourished. And it might be not just seasons of age, it could be seasons of life. You might be in the springtime where the promises of God are there with you but they're not quite fulfilled. You might be living in the sun where everything's great. You might be in the autumn time when it's getting a bit cold and leaves are falling. You might be going through dark times. I want to tell you, it doesn't matter what season you're in, when you're planted in the Word of God, when you're rooted in the Word of God, you can be bearing fruit no matter what the season is, you can be a person no, no matter every season, the fourth season of the year whatever season of life, you know what it doesn't matter what age you are, it doesn't matter what you're going through, it doesn't matter because God's words doesn't change, God's word is applying for every season of our life for every aspect of our life and it doesn't matter where you are today, if you're rooted in God's word, if you're firmly rooted in God's word, if you make a decision, you know what, I'm not going to not do what God says, I'm going to do what God says, I'm going to apply his word to my life. I'm going to apply the principle of God's word to my life. I'm going to be blessed because God says I can be blessed in every area of my life. You know, Joseph, Joseph went through a difficult time in the Bible. You know, the one with the multicolored dream coat stuff. Never seen that in any versions, but let's, let's not go there. Joseph, it says, is a fruitful bough. It's what he was told. That's the verse related to a tribe whose branches hung over a wall. Also, listen, Joseph had a difficult time. But this is what he says. He named his second son Ephraim, meaning fruitful, for he said, God has made me fruitful in this land of my grief. I.e., when he went through a torturous, horrendous time, he was still blessed of God. And he was fruitful, and God caused him to be fruitful because he had that hand of God and the blessing of God. And I'm not speaking lightly. I'm not saying because you're blessed and God wants to bless you, everything's rosy in the garden. You'll go through tough times. But even if you're committed to the Word of God, if you don't drift from the Word of God, if you stay rooted in the Word of God, if you stay rooted in what God calls you to do, it doesn't matter what season you're in. You can have the blessing of God in your life. You can be fruitful in your life. You can see God working in your life even when it's difficult. Know why? Because you choose not to, not to do the things that God says don't do. But you choose to honor His Word. You choose to dwell in His Word. You choose to be faithful to His Word. You keep doing what God's called you to do. You keep turning up when you should turn up. You keep praising Him when you don't feel like it. You keep blessing them, you keep praying, you keep encouraging people, you keep doing what God wants you to do. God wants to bless us in every season of our lives. All of my life and every season, you're still God. I've got a reason to sing, I've got a reason to worship. I've got a reason because you're still God and I'm still blessed. Today, I know we're going through different seasons in life, but I want to tell you, the best life is the blessed life. 
I want the blessing of God in my life. God wants to bless us. That's his heart. If you can stand, please stand. God wants to bless us. That's his heart. God cannot bless but goes against his word. He may show mercy, but you can't get blessed. God will bless us as we honor and delight in his word and do his word. Not just be hearers, but doers of his word. You know what? God blesses us to be channels of blessing for others. Joseph is a fruitful bow, a fruitful bow by the wall whose branches run over the wall. Aye, your blessing is not just for you. Your blessing is so that there can be an overflow of blessing to other people in your world. But you need to start with us being blessed. Other people receiving blessing can depend on how much we have got to bless others. Question today. Do you want to live a blessed life? If so, are there things you're doing contrary to God's word that you need to stop? Do you need to begin to love his word, apply his word, read his word in a way you've never done before? Are you delighting in meditating on his word? I'm going to read our scripture again in closing before I pray. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. But blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do prospers I'm going to pray for God to cause such blessing in your life that you prosper in every season but you need to make a decision I'm going to stop doing what I know is contrary to God's word I'm going to start delighting in God's word and applying God's word even when it's tough because you know what when I do that the blessing of God just pours into my life. This is just an introduction to our series of blessed. I'm just laying out an outline, an introduction. But I believe it's important that we make a decision. For some it's to stop. For others it's to focus more and make a decision. I'm going to meditate, dwell on, apply more and more of the Word of God in my life. Father, I pray whatever decision we have to make this morning, they will have the courage, Lord, because we recognize anything that we do to honor you in your word is not to restrict us, but it's to release us into your blessing. Father God, my heart is that everyone in here enjoys and lives in the blessing of God, which makes rich and brings no sorrow with it. But Father, I pray, Lord, for those of us who need to make tough decisions because we know we're doing things contrary to your word, that we're going to say no. We're going to be those who say no, those who do not. But Lord, all of us, I trust, are making a decision, a conscious decision to be those who do meditate in your word, not just for a mind experience, but to those to practice your word out in our lives because it's life-giving, it's directional, it gives us hope, it gives us life, it gives us all we need for life. And Father God, for those 
who are doing that, I pray, Lord, that will enjoy more and more of your blessing, your favor, and your grace, and that in whatever they do, this week and beyond, whether it's at home, whether it's at work, whether it's in business, whether it's in ministry, whether it's in the spiritual walk, but in whatever they do, they prosper because the hand of God and his blessing is on their life. In Jesus' name, cause them to be fruitful for your glory. Amen.